You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Portfolio Builders podcast from Wealth Cap Holdings. Here with Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Man, we've been on a roll here, my friend. We are on a roll. We're diving and, deep. Uh, Hopefully, we've got some good reviews on this because this is really good content, really good material. People actually have like thousand, multi thousand dollar courses talking about what we're talking about yep. for free. Free. Gratis. F R E E. By <laughs> the way, WealthCap, WealthCapHoldings.com slash book, B O O K. It's a really good book if you haven't picked it up. What are you doing here? Pause this, go get it right now. Pull we over. We need you. Uh, today we're talking about, we're going to start a, a quick mini series on just the big risks we see when people get started in real estate. You know, people don't have a proper appreciation for mitigating the risk, mitigating yeah. the downside. Yeah. The, the, the wealthiest investors today are wealthy because they just, they haven't lost money for 20 years, man. Like that's the main thing. Yeah. Right. And so we could talk about anything we want over the next few episodes. I think we start with probably one of the biggest risks when investors come into the market. I mean, a new investor, somebody who's just getting started, they get all starry-eyed about the numbers and they, they get on the phone with a realtor and that realtor's like, oh yeah, this is a great appreciation market. This house is worth X, Y, Z and in five years. And they end up making an investment decision based on a future value. <clears throat> and if you look at it, the deal doesn't really make sense today. Yep. And that's one of our main rules. The deal has to make sense on day one. The, the minute you sign for ownership of the property, does the deal make sense? And for us, man, they all make sense on day one. For a lot of people, it's not the case. Yeah. Here's the thing. A lot of people have this notion that they can build a wealth based off hope. Ooh, no, sir. Man. No, ma'am. Absolutely not. You know, that is what we're talking about. So a big risk would be you, uh, you know, looking at at something you're hoping that it's going to have that valuation uh, in a year or two years, three years or whatever. And uh, that's when you you're making bad decisions. Right. So we've built in a matrix for ourselves uh, because, you know, we don't build our business and, and our wealth and and legacy based off hope. Right. We don't we're never in a place where we hope that a deal works out or we we really want it to work out, uh, that's when it starts to get to danger territory. We are very robotic about our deals. And actually, a lot of people have been pretty shocked, even banks who banks. lend us money. They're like, oh, my gosh, you guys have really high standards. Um, and it's because, you know what, there's always going to be another deal. And the numbers have to be right for us. And that's how we build on the bedrock. That's how we have a solid foundation and a great portfolio. It's having numbers that are really, really good and in our favor. And you know what? We pass up a lot of deals, man. A lot, a of, lot deals. of deals. And so you just want to hit. But, Go dude, ahead. it comes down real, if I may, it comes down to our philosophy. And, dude, we talked about this just a few days ago. I'd rather, I'd rather settle down to one deal a month. But, man, they're crushing good deals. Yep. Than eight deals a month. And they're okay deals. Because, man, that is how you get. That's how you get insanely wealthy is everything you touch is a great, great, great opportunity. Yep. And people, you're right, dude. Banks are have been at times confused. And it actually ends up working in our favor Yep. because they're like, oh, these guys are never going to go broke. They're passing up on good deals because they want the best deals. Just talking to an investor just yesterday, 
And I was telling him about the deals in our portfolio. And he's like, how are you finding these deals? And I'm like, bro, there's millions of houses. Like, I don't understand why people are like, well, you can't find good deals today. You know, you mean you're lazy. That's what you're trying to say. Man, I understand if you have a full-time job or you run a business, you don't want to be driving around neighborhoods looking for deals. So that's why WealthCap is so instrumental. And it's really, we're going to be the most resourceful, uh, motivating partners you've ever hooked up with because our team is driving around looking yeah. for houses and you get the benefit of that. But let's maybe go into our matrix. What does it mean if a deal is going to make sense on day one? How does that look? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we hit well, into that? Well, this is just, I want to highlight real quick that this is something that people who join up with what we're doing, they can build off our momentum and really take advantage of, uh, you know, our numbers in our matrix. So you want to hit what we're looking at for number one, cash on cash. Yeah. Yeah. So remember we talked about there's four different buckets of, um, four. it's four dimensional in real estate and you've got the... Was it the cash flow, the appreciation, debt pay down, and then tax write-offs? Yep. Um, for the most part, what we're really looking at to justify a deal is cash on cash. Cash on cash. What does that mean? Because in 2000, it's like, let's say you have a $100,000 house, and that $100,000 house has a rent rate of $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 per year. But that $100,000, if you use leverage, you're going to only have to put down twenty-two, twenty-four, four thousand $24,000. So that's going to end up turning into a much higher return because you're putting less money in, right? Yep. As opposed to buying it in cash. So cash on cash is how much profit are you making divided by how much cash you put in the deal. Yep. So we know that in, let's just go 2008, man. The reason people lost everything is, dude, good investors like us didn't didn't declare bankruptcy. (laughs) They didn't go broke. They were able to maintain their mortgage payments. The banks didn't call back their loans. What happened is people started investing into deals that did not have good cash flow. They were appreciation investors. They weren't cash flow investors. And we're cash flow investors. Mm -hmm. Appreciation to us is a bonus. Yeah. We don't really need it that much. Yeah. You know, the the debt pay down is a bonus. We don't really need it. The tax write-offs, bonus. We don't really need it. We can hang on to every single one of our deals in a recession simply because there's enough cash being paid to pay the mortgage. So our standard for cash on cash is does the deal produce at least 15% cash on cash from the renter? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so there's spreadsheets and stuff we can get into, but you know, even the investor I was talking to yesterday, all of his deals were nine to 10%. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a really big investor. Well, he's going to be putting money in with us because our returns are higher than his, his are. And he's got millions of dollars in his portfolio. So what does that tell you? Standards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's something that we've carried over from our primary business and how we've been able to grow uh, very quickly and also safe is because we want our business to be here for the long term. <laughs> right? It's not just for us. It's not because I want to go buy a new uh, Ferrari. Right? I'm doing this for my family. And so I've got to play it smart. And I really look at it like this is our, our Fort Knox. This is how yeah. we have not only stability, but strength when the economy corrects and there's issues. So uh, number two is our rental percentage. What do, we, what do we require our percentage to be on our rentals? Minimum is 1% of the financed amount. 1% of the financed so, amount. <clears throat> a way to, like, just to put this math, if you have a $150,000 house and, you know, just we'll throw terms around and, you know, if, explain them after the fact, but $150,000 property at 80% LTV, which means the loan to value is 80%. 
that means that the down payment is going to be thirty thousand, and the finance amount is going to be one hundred and twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. If you look at one hundred and twenty thousand, that's the finance amount. One percent of that is twelve hundred dollars per month. So one hundred fifty thousand dollars to us, it has to do at least twelve hundred dollars per month. Hopefully, though, we can get as close to one percent of the purchase price mm-hmm. as possible, which would be fifteen hundred dollars per month. But notice there's this there's this window twelve hundred to fifteen hundred inside of that. And there's a lot of complicated things in here because of the way we buy deals. Sometimes we can get a $150,000 house and we can actually sell that house for 135 or 140 because of the way we buy it. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's that window. Like if you get a $150,000 house for 140 and you only finance hundred and you know, 110, you need to be able to have a window so that you can justify the rent rate. Yep. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So if cash on cash is 15%, but we're less than 1%, are we buying that deal? Uh, no. No. Because, because the 1% of the finance amount for us is a constraint. And there was a deal in, uh, there was a deal in Branson recently, which is one of our markets. And this is actually probably, I think this is the one that the banks were like, what are, what are you guys doing? I think the returns on that were like 22% on a total scale, but there was something in the deal in regards to equity and it caused us to be out of that percentage of finance amount. And so we passed on it. Yep. So I think they're like, this is 20, 20 plus percent. Why are you not getting it? It's like, well, there's other houses. So. so something to notice here is that it's not emotional. Yeah. If either it fits or it doesn't fit our numbers, our metrics, right? Our Fort Knox of legacy building, wealth building. Um, and number three is market growth. What's our requirement for market growth? What are we looking it's at? It's less of a requirement, but we're looking for an average of 3% historically per year. Now, dude, Kansas City is like 6%. Charlotte's over 6%. These, these markets that we're in are extremely high appreciating markets because the demand is there. But I would also say that we don't really justify a deal based on appreciation. Because if the house does 12% cash on cash and it appreciates at 9%, no, sir. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Not doing it. Because appreciation will always be a little bit speculative. Yeah. And so we look for 3%, but we don't need 3% to do it. Now, I will say, too, just a quick point. If if the rent rate is 1% of the finest amount, there's a good chance that the cash on cash is 15%. There's a really good chance. It would be really rare that those two things don't equal out to the same. But sometimes they do. And like you said, we're not emotional about it. Yep. So... <clears throat> Why why would someone want to join up with WealthCap and what we're doing? I think a lot of reasons, first and foremost, is uh, let's just take it from a time perspective. You know, we have four or five people in each of our four markets, 20, 25 different people who are looking for houses, finding houses. We just got a text from one of our contractors in Kansas City. He's like, you know, the house was, the the roof was sagging a little bit. And he's like, we could have just popped it back up and nobody would have known. But in a year, it's going to sag again. So we just ripped the roof out and put a new one on. Yep. <laughs> We're like, wow, it takes a lot to find somebody who's really authentic and full yes, of integrity and, and going to do the, the right thing no matter what the cost is. And when you find it, you just, you need to do business with them as long as you can. And we're that company. Yeah. You know, we do that. We stand by our products. We stand by our work. And uh, you know that when you invest with us, when you get into business with us, you know, you're able to keep your main thing, your golden goose, your income, the thing that is paying for all of this. You're able to not take your eyes off of that. You don't want to take your eyes off the price. 
and just spend 180 hours doing something else, you're able to keep growing what you have and make sure that the wealth is protected and growing with you. And that's what our team is for. I love it. You know, I love it. So if you are interested in this, you want to have a conversation, how to get your money growing for you, working for you. You really like what we're talking about with the real estate stuff and and you're interested in it. uh, Just reach out wealthcapholdings.com slash chat. And um, we'd like to see how we can help you. So one thing that you must know is that we have pretty limited availability, right? Because uh, we don't, we're not going out and just buying deals in volume, right? We're, we're buying the right deals, the right places. And so it is first come, first serve. Uh, but we would be happy to chat with you and see how we can help you out. Anything else to add to this? Nope. That's all I got, man. I love it. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com book. That's wealthcapholdings.com book.